Today's podcast is brought to you by Elenco Animal Health and Kelly's Finance. Hello, I'm Kerry Lunigan. Welcome to The Weekly Grill. Today, a special treat. Two guests, both involved in the two biggest cattle shows in Australia, the Sydney Show and the Brisbane Echo. Both shows were smashed by COVID in the last couple of years, and today I'm checking what's ahead for the comeback shows for 2022. Gary Noller is the beef guru from the Brisbane Show, but first, the councillor in charge of beef entries for the Royal Easter Show in Sydney, Alistair Rayner. Alistair is the regular genetics columnist for Beef Central and is also a wide consultant for the beef industry. Alistair Rayner, welcome. You're on the grill. Thanks, Kerry. Good to be here. As we uh, press the record button, Al, your show's just around the corner after the problems and the tribulations or trials and tribulations of the last couple of years. How are you feeling? Yeah, look, it's um, it's a, it's an exciting time, Kerry. It's hard to believe that the, uh, the show's really now less than a week away and um, and we're sort of all, the final preparations are, are going ahead. It's, it's going to be a big show for us. Um, 200 years of the... Uh, Royal Agricultural Society in New South Wales, so it's um it's a big milestone for our society um, at this year's show. Let's go back to 2020 uh, when you had to shut the show down. What was the feeling like in the show people that there was no show and no beef show? Oh, look, uh, it's almost impossible to describe. I think the the sense of devastation that a lot of people felt um, about the decision, and I think. While people understood that the decision had to be made for, for health reasons, um, we just didn't know what Corona was likely to do. People were, were really quite desperate um, and, and devastated. And, and the show is probably a bit more than just exhibiting livestock. For a lot of a lot of people, it is a social touchstone for them and, and an opportunity to reconnect and, and probably um, have that opportunity that they don't get when they're at home um, within their own environments to, to mix and to see people and to have that, that lost almost at the last minute really did impact on a, a lot of people. Yes, it was, it's, it's such it was a, quite upsetting. It's such a signature event and part of the year for a lot of farmers and grazies, isn't it? And absolutely it is. And, and even for people who don't show livestock, the, the chance to go to the show and, and be part of it um, and, and to, to see people and to interact, I think, um, um, was huge, and, and the, I guess the preparation that people go through in terms of you know, cattle are being prepared for you know, three, four, five months in advance of the show, um, particularly a royal show, it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge cost. And then nothing, but uh, 2021, last year, yeah, you w- did have a show, but limited crowd. You, but you had a lot of entries, strong entries for for the beef competitions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we did. We were back on our numbers. Normally, we we sort of would have uh, just over or around about sort of 1,300 head of beef cattle if we're at full capacity or around about taking in, into account our trades and our purebred steers. We were probably back, I think, around to that, that uh, half of those numbers. And that was due to, you know, a lot of things. People's local shows had been cancelled or hadn't gone ahead, so... There was less preparation for some people. There was still concern um, from a lot of people about going up to to the Metropolitan for, for COVID reasons. Um, but we decided that we would run with a show anyway. Um, and, and instead of having, I guess, the, the gates open and people could come and uh, 
enjoy the show and we were looking for those record numbers. Instead, we were sort of capped um, on a daily attendance, which allowed us to space people out, out across the entire show precinct and gave us a better sort of control on, on keeping that, that social distancing in place. So this year, Al, as we speak, about a week to go before you start bumping in, you you must be close to that actually bumping in, are you? Yeah, we bump in. Well, bump in starts from Sunday and we'll go through. Cattle will still keep bumping in, I think, until Wednesday morning um, with the steers being all in by Tuesday or they can come in at the latest, I think, early Wednesday morning. So, we'll weigh and scan those and put them into their classes for judging. So, yeah, there, there'll be people packing boxes and, and checking checking their equipment as we speak, I'd say, across the, across the place. And, and if there's interstate cattle, they'd be, you know, probably close to sort of coming um, down or, or getting ready to, to go on trucks, I would think. It's considerably different to the way they do it in Brisbane, isn't it? You actually judge while the show is on. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, and that's a big part of what we do with the RAS of New South Wales is that um, for us it's really important to ensure that the, the general public see our competitions um, as they're happening and so as part of the show. Um, we try to, to avoid having out-of-show competitions unless they're off the showground, so our, our, obviously our feedlot competitions and so on. But we really want the general public to be part of, of our, um, our show and to see the best that we can showcase in agriculture. Yeah, um, it's really part of what we do. You're so well set up for having that judging while the show is on, aren't you? The, the show ring is specifically designed for that. Very much so. We're, I mean, we're very fortunate because obviously we're on the old uh, Sydney Olympic showground precinct. So um, a lot of our, our buildings and our facilities were built with the Olympics in mind, but um, then they transfer across to what we use them for the show, and then during the year they use the show society uses them for uh, for other events and and other uh, I guess revenue raising as part of our our bigger business that that allows us to put um, the Easter show. Yeah, look, let's get an overall picture of the show this year. What entry numbers? How are they? Yeah, look, we're we're close to I think um, record numbers, or well, well, I don't know about record numbers. I'd say more capacity. Um, in terms of, of everybody wants to be part of our show this year. So we've gone, um, you know, Angus is a good example and probably only because they're alphabetically on top of the list. They've gone from 69 head uh, last year up to 125 this year. Um, our Brahman numbers, they've doubled from 11 up to 21. Uh, Charolais went from 17 um, head last year up to 70. So... Um, Herefords, they've doubled. Limousins uh, have doubled. Nearly everybody has doubled their their um, their numbers to be part of the show this year. So it will be a, a really big program over our breed judging days, which which is basically starting from from next Friday um, through to our interbreeds on on the Monday um, after that. So it'll be yeah, pretty pretty much all go on the on the lawns. Now there's a bit of money out there in beef country. I suspect that that might have something to do with it. But again, the you're impacted by a lot of rain down there. That could uh, inhibit a lot of the would-be showers from uh, getting the cattle out of the paddocks, wouldn't it? It look, it might impact particularly, I guess, for for our north coast, northern rivers, and maybe our mid-north coast um, exhibitors. They um, those guys have really had the worst possible few months. Um, haven't they? When we see the amount of rain that they've had, and I guess that that impacts both on on just where they can physically go and do things, and and probably pushes their their intention to come to the show a little bit further further away. 
Although there are some people who are determined. I saw some Facebook posts from people up in the Northern Rivers who are showing off their, their cattle and, and their preparations for Sydney. So some people are determined to be here. And, um, yeah, it'll be great if they if they can make it. Now, the Semitals, 50 years since Semitals first came to Australia, you've, you've got a special showing in, in for these uh, this lovely breed. I think they're a fantastic breed, actually, and a great asset to the Australian beef industry. It's, uh, it's going to be a huge show for, for Simmontel. Um, as you say, the 50-year celebration, so as, as the, the major breed this year, they've tripled their numbers. So I think last year there was 39 head exhibited. Um, they're up to 150 um, to be entered, and they've obviously got um, a lot of focus on, on showcasing the genetics that they have um, across their breed, but also a big focus on their youth component and their steers. So... They've um they've organised some special special uh, presentations and, and uh, some uh, steer um, trophies and prize money for for Simmental cattle. So they've really done a, a huge effort in in getting ready for this centenary uh, this celebration for them. It sounds like you're going to have some hardworking stewards and judges there with all those entries up for up to for such numbers. It's um it's a huge job in the background, Kerry, uh, to prepare. Officials list and the um, and the judges list. Um, we um, invite the breed societies to make nominations for judges, and then um, as a committee, we'll select our judges for each breed based on nominations, but also around, I guess, um, whether we've you know used those judges um, in the past, and always with an intention to try and get new young judges um, an opportunity to start uh, their career. So. It's a huge undertaking, um, and, and we try to get the best judges we possibly can. And our stewards look a long list of, of very good, long-serving stewards, and then um, we always look to try and bring some of our, our past rural achievers and some of our past showgirls um, who are very keen to, to stay in agriculture, bring them in as, as stewards um, um, into the various breeds. So, yeah, look, I don't know the total numbers. It'd probably be you know close to 120 um, officials uh, running around, making sure those rings work, and and doing everything that needs to happen to make a ring flow pretty smoothly. Um, it's, it's a huge job. And they'll be looking after the steers. The steer competition this year is as big as it has been in the past. Yeah, look, I think um, our steer numbers are, are again close to capacity. It's, it's um, we normally get sort of around that uh, two hundred eighty to three hundred um, purebred steers, and then about sort of sixty. Um, or a few less uh, trade steers. Sydney is pretty much the only royal show or one of the only shows that uh, still continues with a purebred steer competition. And um, and there's a few reasons for that. There's a historical long reason for us showing uh, purebred cattle at Sydney. But um, now the breed societies value it because it's that opportunity, I guess, to showcase uh, the genetic merit of, of a of a of a purebred steer, and and while we know commercially that that crossbreeding is is going to give you all that boost of hybrid vigor, um, it's very hard to just benchmark, I guess, purebred steers in 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 the other environment. So here's a chance to to say how well they suit um, those particular specs that we aim for, and and the breeds look take that that competition very seriously as a result. So it'll be a, a pretty tight competition. Um, for that one, and our trade steers are always very tight. Um, the specs are, are, are pretty tight on that one, so there'll be some there'll be some crackers to use there this is, year. 
are the youngsters involved? Do you get many schools involved in that steer competition? Yes. Most of our steers would be prepared and exhibited by schools or by by youth um, groups, but primarily by, by schools. Quite a number of the schools, say Kaurasi up at Tamworth, um, uh, Scots and the Stannies over at Bathurst, they would breed their own. They have their own um, breeding programs, their own school farms. So Kaurasi, obviously, with Camilla or Shorthorns. Um, and Stannies, have, uh, sorry, Scots have got a long history with limousines. And then most of the schools have got a close association with local um, stud breeders who tend to often donate a steer to the school to prepare. And the schools prepare and exhibit um, those animals and, and the breeders get that recognition as, as well as the schools do. But I would think that probably 90% of our, of our steers will, be, will have been prepared by, by school students. Uh, that sounds like a cracker year for cattle at the, uh, the Royal Easter Show. Yeah, Kerry, it will be a tremendous spectacle. It's, it's something we're looking forward to. Traditionally... Um, Sydney's always been seen as, as one of the, the pinnacles, particularly for the seed stock sector. I think um, that, that we probably get much stronger steer competition at Brisbane um, and having judged Brisbane, I know just how, how good and, and tight that competition is. But we'll have, a, we'll have a, a really outstanding lineup of cattle from across New South Wales but also from interstate. So if, um, if people can make it to, to Sydney Royal, I think they'll love They'll see some great cattle over um, four days of judging. Absolutely. Alistair Rayner, Council in Charge of the Beef Cattle at Sydney's Royal Easter Show. Thanks for your time and good luck. Thanks very much, Kerry. Take care. Let's take a, a quick break and hear from our sponsors, Elenco Animal Health and Kelly's Finance. Established since 1988, Kelly's Finance Group have the finance solutions when it comes to agribusiness lending, from property loans and livestock funding to machinery and vehicle finance. They are the experts in arranging finance on behalf of their clients that not only ensures market-leading interest rates, but more importantly, financing that is suited to your agricultural operations, not your lender's bottom line or their preferred security position. With access to an array of specialist and traditional finance providers, there's no job too big or too small for the Kelly's Finance Group team. Contact Kelly's Finance Group today for an independent and confidential discussion on how we can add value to your business moving forward. Don't let your cattle suffer the setbacks caused by buffalo fly. Combat buffalo fly with Corral Patriot and Silence insecticidal ear tags. Providing up to four months of long-lasting fly control. Alanco has you covered with a range of ear tags to suit your rotation program. Contact Alanco and find out how you can win the buffalo fly battle now. Welcome back and welcome again to Gary Noller, the councillor in charge of the beef competitions at the RNA, the Royal National Association Show, better known as the ECA. Uh, scheduled for August. Gary, welcome. Thank you very much, Gary. Before we talk about this year's show, let's reminisce about the trials and tribulations of 2020 and 2021. Yes, um, so COVID hit pretty hard. I think it was February in 20, and uh, we, we pretty much at, uh, by May decided that... Um, as we, we as a beef committee pushed that with our executive and, that, and certainly the council to say, look, uh, there had been shows up until that point. We decided that um, we had to make a call 
before entries went out, um, schedules went out to um, uh, just in case things didn't happen. Um, but people weren't weren't um, sitting around feeding uh, that all expensive or paying for that all expensive feed bill and uh, the cost involved with preparing cattle to actually take to it. Sorry. So yes, what was the <coughs> reaction from producers and regular entries entrance in the in the beef competitions for 2020? It was mixed that year. Um, you know, why are you doing that? Are we still going to have a show? We might hold a show ourselves somewhere else. And in fact, um, some uh, you know, there was there's one particular fitter that um, has, shows one breed that did have a and has a sale following that uh, for his clients uh, in September. So they did have a. A little show of uh, unled cattle um, up on the downs, but um, if you thought that looks bad. How about 2021? <laughs> what happened last year? Well, we we took every advice from Queensland Health last year, and their advice right up until pretty much the point of going to the show with cattle uh, was don't uh, yeah a week out. It was still yeah don't don't knock it yet, don't knock it yet uh, from Queensland Health. So we had cattle come in uh, from. Uh, Friday and Saturday prior to this, the judging of cattle. You know, the decision we the Beef Committee had made the day before was was um, the right one to have made um, and we, we ended up with a lot less people than we could have had at the show. But, um, yeah, it was it was a fairly fairly quick decision that was made and, um, yeah, we had to, to skirt around and just try and come up with other ideas about what we could do, what we couldn't do and try and get those people that were home uh, that weren't home, that were at the show, get them back home. Yeah. What a nightmare! But look, let's let's be positive. Definitely. Let's <laughs> let's let's be positive. Talk about this year. I know entries are still open. Uh, what are you anticipating this year? Because there's a lot of money out there at present. I would think. Yeah, we we've got two schools of thoughts in terms of uh, what I'm hearing from our exhibitors. We talk to a lot of them regularly, and um, uh, there are some that uh, with the high. Uh, seed stocks and bull prices in particular uh, are sort of um, cutting back a little bit this time just due to the uncertainty uh, of whether, whether uh, you know, things might change in, in terms of COVID. Uh, some of them that were caught up in, in all of that stuff last year are a little bit um, gun-shy to um, use, use those terms. Uh, we are, as, as a show, definitely running the show this year. Uh, we'll, it, it will run in some some form and, and maybe somewhere, but it definitely will go ahead. We, we uh, need to provide uh, the competitions we feel to uh, the exhibitors. Um, we'll get to the competitions and what they mean, I suppose, in terms of all of this. It's pretty expensive. Well, it's a very expensive um, uh, thing to do, uh, just uh, the lead up, the genetics that uh, come into play years before uh, you actually do turn out at a show with an animal. Uh, the feed and the preparation, uh, the grooming, all of that stuff that takes a lot of time at home. Yes, and once again, the staff while you're while you're at the show at home and staff while you're you're at the show at the show, all very costly things, and you've yeah. got to make up. You know, people people have got to actually determine whether they want to do that or not. A couple um, of other things, uh, Gary, that are circulating around the industry. I know uh, property prices are, are astounding, and cattle prices have been very very good for the last couple of years at least. But the Standout for me, at least in the in the past year or so, is in two or three years, I would think bull sales. Not only top prices, but the clearance numbers are, I would think, the probably the best ever. Uh, so this is another tick for stud cattle going to the show. Yeah, look, and that that that's a driver for a lot of people. When uh, you do have um, uh, sales the way they have been presented, and um, as you say, uh, record averages certainly 
100% clearances, almost every sale, are very few that um, don't have, have, have good clearances. Um, that's been going on now for two years this year with the, the price of cattle uh, and the shortage of cattle still. Uh, and after, you know, two long years of drought and um, almost East Coast wide, uh, as, as um, you know, we've got a, or had a decimated uh, cow herd. Um, and that, you know, was why the prices have driven higher, even though. Um, uh, worldwide, there have been shortages with protein as well. The, the US, we've been told by commentators at the moment, is going through a drought like we we did. I don't know whether it's as big or as bad, but um, certainly their cow herd is decimated as well. So we're looking at worldwide prices for um, uh, for protein and, and beef in particular uh, being around for a little bit longer. And um, I don't know how people can be paying some of the prices they're paying for um, for young cattle at the moment. And um, determining the outcome at the other end or getting out of the, out of the, at the other end. But in terms of seed stock, there, there are people that um, are saying, well, we'll rest on our laurels for this year. We will we'll take um, less cattle um, <clears throat> and timing will be an important thing. There are others that are saying, well, those prices are there. We have to remain competitive. We need a show window or a shoot. we need to be able to showcase our cattle. Um, and as I said before, the acre is... is um, Time perfectly for yes, the spring indeed. bull selling season in Queensland. Yeah, like Sydney, and, like Sydney, you've got a special also this year for for Simmental, fifty years in Australia. That's right. There's a feature show for Simmental. They've um, uh, been in the country now for fifty years. Um, so there's a, a feature show in Sydney. There will be one in in uh, the next show. That Royal show will be at the Ecker. Uh, there's one in Melbourne. And I think there's one being announced for Perth as well. So there'll be four royal shows featuring the Simmental breed in its 50-year anniversary. Now, the, the lead steer competition is always one of the highlights. Uh, I, I assume it's on, and, and, and do you have anticipated <laughs> numbers at all? Look, I think that this year we might see the numbers of lead steers back a little. Um, in, in our paddock-to-pallet competition, which is running at the moment, in the last phase, uh, the first phase is, is well underway for the 100-day cattle. Uh, the WAG is, of course, there 400 days, so the next cohort for next year is coming in shortly. Um, next week, uh, the 70-day the uh, fed cattle come in. What we, we were seeing in terms of numbers with the paddock to pallet is still the reflection of what, and you know, shortage of numbers, I suppose, a little bit. Uh, so we've, we have a lot of new exhibitors. Some of the older exhibitors uh, have um, decided to cut back a little bit, uh, and that's dependent on... Um, on uh, the cattle that they have available and also the prices have been so good that a lot of, of exhibitors have offloaded um, <laughs> some of their cattle. They've all, all retained a, a pen or two to bring to um, the paddock to pallet, but numbers have just reduced a little bit, particularly in the in the 70-day classes. The 100-day classes, both HGP and HGP-3, are yeah. still well up there. The and one class for next year that's, that's really gone ahead has gone from 22 to 35 pens in the Wagyu. Yeah, with the Wagyu? With the wagyu, yeah. Wow, yep. wow. Wonderful, <clears throat> so, uh, wonderful to see them on show there, Gary, don't you think? Yes, yes, <laughs> it, it is. And I, I think that where, where we're getting a lot from, uh, where wagyu exhibitors are getting a lot is the data that we provide um, out of the competition. So uh, the weight gain phase, uh, if you've, you're going to feed a bad one, you might as well feed a good one, is, um, is the, the adage that comes out of that from a lot of exhibitors. Yeah. So they really, really are looking at their genetics and trying to provide... Um, uh, everybody's looking at some sort of data and the, the paddock to pallet competition itself being a three or a four phase competition depending on, on breed or, or the, the days on feed, uh, you know, it, they're all in a 
feedlot under the same conditions for for a certain period of days, uh, 70, 100 or, or 400 in the case of Wagyu, uh, then they come uh, come to a, a phase where uh, their carcass data is collected and we provide a lot of points around a lot of data that um, that gives um, any, any astute um, uh, stud breeder or seed stock breeder or commercial breeder that's wanting to improve uh, the wherewithal in terms of raw data to be able to do that. Um, and to validate a lot of breed plan data that's around as well. Uh, so they, and we've even got now exhibitors putting in um, uh, putting in teams of cattle. Uh, so one pen might be all by one sire, another pen by another sire, and they're, they're proving their sires against uh, their own sires against each other in a competition such as paddock to pallet, which is quite comprehensive. Yeah, can um, I mention another breed, Gary, which I'm pretty fond of it just emerged a few years ago when I think the numbers were barely double figures speckle path they seem to be the hot number these days what any anticipation of their numbers this year yeah look they've improved we we ended up I think started with about 10 when they first come in and they've quickly built to around about 50 or 60 uh, and uh, we anticipate that um, there might maybe a few more just last weekend when I was uh, supposed to judge there and couldn't in the end because of um, uh, COVID-related circumstances at home. We've been uh, uh, yeah, been in quarantine for seven seven days at home, so uh, I wasn't able to get there to judge. But um, 77 head, I believe, were presented last last um, Friday at uh, Toowoomba Show as a feature show. So there are breeds that have, uh, and certainly in the lead steers, and uh, there, there aren't many around, so you see more in lead steers these days yes. than you do in commercial pens or competitions that um, that, that uh, rely on pens of cattle. Uh, but uh, they've, they've, uh, there's been a lot of interest in them. There, there are a, a whole heap of um, parameters that uh, you know go with any any breed or new breed that uh, uh, need sorting out. Uh, I think most of those are being covered by the particular breeders in those instances. But um, they're a breed that covers a lot of parameters. They've got weight gain. They've got um, fin- finishing and doing ability with the ability to also have some flesh and some some muscle. So. Uh, uh, while growth rate's important, it's also uh, very important to be able to finish those carcasses, and they seem to be great to can do that. Look, uh, showing cattle, uh, this uh, the Brisbane exhibition this year, I think it could be a bit of a test for those who like showing their cattle, they could, because there could hardly be better signs for the industry than we've had for, for the last 18 months or so. So the, the ECA could be a bit of a test, do you think? Well, we had record, um, well, we had capacity numbers last year. We had uh, numbers way up there that um, sort of dealt with the fact that, uh, you know, uh, and was testament to the year before, where record prices around for bulls. So a lot of people were out there trying to show their cattle last year and, and showcase their cattle at the ECA. This year, we see things as um, as being very similar. Uh, we can cater for about 1,100 head these days in the new building. And um, uh, last year we were right at that, but uh, we we think we'll be there, and certainly around capacity with numbers in terms of our, steep, our seed stock um, cattle at the show. Sydney, for instance, last year they were well down because of COVID. This year they're up around nine hundred. So, um, and that was from about four hundred and fifty five hundred last year. So they're well up on their numbers as well. That sounds good, Gary Nola, Council in charge of the beef competitions at the upcoming Brisbane exhibition. It's on in the first week of August. Uh, good luck, Gary, and I'll see you at the Echo. I'll probably be ogling the waggy somewhere as you uh, <laughs> as you write around the yeah, We'll definitely see you around the ridges and definitely at the Echo. Thank you again, Gary. Good luck. Thanks, Gary. And thank you for joining me today. Until next time.
I'm Kerry Lonigan and this is the Weekly Grill brought to you by Alenko Animal Health and the Kelly's Finance Group.